This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast on this beautiful Tuesday morning here in the Midwest. Blue skies. Going to be really nice in the 70s. Mild weather. Hey, thanks for joining us this morning on the Firm America podcast. 2000 Mules is now live and free on the Firm America podcast. If you haven't seen that documentary, uh, you need to check it out and see how the 2020 election was stolen. Vanessa D'Souza has a pretty good documentary there. goes into detail about how it was uh, manipulated, ballot stuffing. It's free now on AffirmAmerica.com. Go ahead and check that out. If you'd like to reach me, it's at uh, Marquise at AffirmAmerica.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-I-S at AffirmAmerica.com. Also, if you haven't subscribed to my podcast, you can do that also over at AffirmAmerica.com. Just drop your email address in there, and we'll send you a email notice once uh, an episode is released. All right, today is the top five headlines for this Tuesday. May 17th, 2022, number five, California Superior Court declares law requiring women on corporate boards unconstitutional. Governor Jerry Brown knew the law was likely unenforceable when instituted in 2018. National Review, a California judge struck down a 2018 state law requiring public companies to have female directors on their boards after finding the mandate violated the Equal Protection Clause of the state's Constitution. The law required publicly held companies headquartered in California to have one member who identifies as a woman on their board of directors by the end of 2019. It then required boards with five directors to have two women and boards with six or more members to have three women by January 2022. The Associated Press, although the law carried potentially hefty penalties for failing to file an annual report or comply with the law, a chief in the Secretary of State's office acknowledged during the trial that it was toothless. No fines have ever been levied, and there was no intention to do so. Betsy Bogart testified. Further, a letter that surfaced during trial from former Secretary of State Alex Padilla warned Brown weeks before he signed the law that it was probably unenforceable. Any attempt by the Secretary of State to collect or enforce the fine would would likely exceed its authority, Padilla wrote. So this is California for you, playing the identity politics, trying to legislate equality between men and women, regardless of the quality and qualifications of their skills, but based on their gender. So we see this up and down, everything, right? Men, women, transgender, black, white. I mean, this is the identity politics of the uh, Democratic Party. 
And when you have a state that's run by all Democrats, this is what you get. You get these crazy ideas that you have to have so many women on boards and regardless of their skill set, regardless of their qualifications to sit on those boards and be a part of that company. All right, headline number four, Abbott FDA reach agreement to reopen Michigan baby formula factory in coming weeks. From the story, on Monday evening, baby formula producer Abbott announced it had reached a deal with the Food and Drug Administration, laying out a path to reopen a factory in Sturgis, Michigan, that shut down amid recalls earlier this year, contributing to the current shortage. In a statement, the company confirmed that it has entered into a consent decree with FDA in which the agency and company agree on the benchmarks required to resume production and ensure the facility meets safety guidelines. Abbott, once the FDA confirms the initial requirements for startup have been met, Abbott could restart the site within two weeks. From the time Abbott restarts the site, it will take six to eight weeks before production is available on shelves. Okay, so this is a typical government bureaucracy problem. The FDA is as slow as molasses. Bureaucracies are very slow. The FDA is known for being very slow. This is a Biden administration problem. They knew about this for months, and if there was any leadership in the Biden White House, they could have streamlined this process, just like Donald Trump streamlined the vaccine He's able to cut the red tape, and that's what Biden should have done if he had any common sense. So this was really just a bureaucracy problem. Now, granted, there was some formula sent to the southern border, but that really wasn't the main reason for why we're seeing shortages in the baby formula. It has a lot to do with the FDA and how slow they are to react why we're in the situation that we're in. So Biden could have, could have uh, cut the red tape, got this done a lot quicker if he was a real leader. So that's the real story behind the baby formula situation. All right, headline number three, Trafalgar poll. Businesses should just do business, not politics. From the story, nearly nine in 10 American voters want corporations to stay out of politics, according to a poll released Monday. The survey by the Trafalgar Group found that 87.1% of likely voters from all political affiliations said they were either very or somewhat likely to stop using a product or service of a company that openly advocates for a political agenda that contradicts their beliefs. The remaining 12.8% said they were either not likely or not very likely to do so. The Daily Caller, a number of American companies recently announced they would be paying for their employees' abortion travel costs, meeting with significant backlash from Republicans. Streaming platform Netflix recently released an update to an employee memo where they explicitly told employees that if you find it hard to support our content breadth, Netflix may not be the best place for you. Okay, so again, yeah, this is a 
this is really true. Businesses need to stay out of politics. Politics are either going to only support half of your customer base and they're going to take off the other half. So if you're a smart business person, you better be neutral. It's like sitting around the uh, Thanksgiving table. You don't want to bring up politics at the, at the, if you bring up politics at the Thanksgiving table, you're probably going to create some kind of division in the conversation. So it's best to just stay out of politics and don't create a problem for yourself. So as far as businesses go, I think that's the, that's the way to go. Stay out of politics, focus on your business, be neutral, don't even talk about it, and just leave the conversation for other uh, circumstances. All right, headline number two, New York redistricting map spells trouble for the Democrats. Fox News, a draft of a new congressional districting map for the state of New York appears to give Republicans a big boost compared to the lines Democratic lawmakers had originally drawn. The Democrats' plan was scrapped and redistricting placed into the hands of a court-appointed special master after a January ruling that the initial map was the result of improper gerrymandering. Jeff Colton, quick, messy analysis. This draft map seems devastating for House Dems. Five districts lean Republican, and New York 2, 3, 18, 19, and 22 are all toss-ups. 4 and 17 could be won by a Republican in a wave year. That's like 12 of 26 districts to play for the GOP. New York Post. The new lines also scramble the political maps for upcoming Democratic primaries. Parts of the Bronx and Westchester would no longer be linked to Nassau County, which will likely disadvantage State Senator Alexandra Biaggi, Democrat from Bronx, in her quest to win a congressional seat. Well, that's good news for New York because it's been run by Democrats for so long, and we can see exactly what happens when one party rules a state, and they've done a horrible job in the state of New York with their crime, with all the corruption from the governor's office all the way down, even to the current governor, and just making a mess out of the entire state of New York. So the fact that there can be a little more balance here in their state legislature, put some Republicans in there to, for checks and balances, and maybe even take control of the legislature, the House or the Senate would be a great step forward for the Empire State because for so long it's been dominated by Democrats and they've just completely ruined the greatest city in the world, New York City. That's a good change and we need a little bit more balance in that state in the political arena. All right, headline number one, Sweden joining Finland in a bid to join NATO. Turkey does not support the additions to NATO. And from the story, despite repeated threats from Russia, Finland is poised to join the U.S.-led NATO military alliance. The historic move, set to be mirrored by Sweden, will effectively double the length of NATO's land border with Russia. Russia and Putin, in particular, has long considered NATO a threat. The Kremlin has defended its war in Ukraine partly as a means of pushing the Western alliance back further 
from its borders, a tactic which, given Finland and Sweden's ascension bids, appears to have backfired spectacularly. The New York Post. On Monday, Putin said he sees no direct threat to Russia from Finland and Sweden joining the alliance, but warned NATO against bolstering the military capabilities of the two nations. The expansion of the military infrastructure to this territory will definitely provide a response, Putin said at a summit of the pro-Moscow Collective Security Treaty Organization, which includes Armenia, Belarus, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, and Tajikistan, and we'll see what it's going to be like depending on the threats this would pose to us. Wall Street Journal, if approved, analysts say the move would significantly enhance the bloc's military capabilities on land, sea, and in the air. All right, so that's good news. Uh, Another country joining the NATO alliance, pushing back on Putin's aggressive land grabs and his totalitarian rule. So the fact that Sweden's on board and Finland's coming on board is a good thing, and we're happy to see that. Hopefully this Ukrainian war will end quickly and people can get back to rebuilding and we can stop this aggressive dictator, insane Putin that needs to uh, be either removed or have a change of heart and mind towards Ukraine. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Tuesday, May 17th, 2022. Again, 2000 Mules is available on the AffirmAmerica.com website. You can watch that for free. And please share that around and give that to your friends so everybody can know what happened in the election of 2020. Again, I'm Marcus Vandermark. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast today. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you tomorrow. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great, and we affirm it.